Welcome to another uh, monthly roundup podcast from Alia Graphic. I'm James uh, and I'm here with Melody. Hello. And we're going to go through some of the news and releases that have come through this month. Now, before we, we've had a big year so far already, um, we've had um, lots of lots of stuff coming out in um, January and February and March. Um, a few of the few of the um, companies seem to be uh, making up for lost time um, with some of the stuff that happened last year, and we've kind of been doing that too at Ali Graphic. We've already had a few um, creator chats. So uh, if you haven't checked those out yet, um, make sure you do. But on to what we're talking about tonight. Uh, we've got um, quite a bit of news. Um, Melody, did you want to start us off with uh, the... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure, no problems. Okay, hi. Um, good to be back for the year. Uh, yeah, so... As James was saying, there's heaps of new stuff coming out. I can only imagine the lockdowns throughout last year have enabled a lot of people to do a lot of writing and a lot of creating, so that's good for us. Um, one of the new things that are coming out this year is a Doors graphic novel. Um, so it's the band or based on the band, uh, and it's written by Leah Moore, who is the daughter of Alan Moore, who I'm sure everyone who knows anything about comics is a fan of or knows of at the very least. <laughs> um, it's it's sort of a biographical uh, graphic novel, but not really. It, it uses a lot of The Doors' influence and inspiration um, that they used in their music and their concerts um, and the men's lives. Um, great article that you'll see written by uh, on Games Radar. Yeah, it looks interesting. I, I'm surprised about it actually it's oh it's not the first graphic novel to come out recently related to bands uh we had the anthrax one that we discussed last year uh and in other news this month i know blondie is also having a graphic novel come out based on her life so it's really becoming a bit of a thing yeah it's it's um really interesting to see um the these bands that are known for music and um, but also often it's bands that are known for the stage antics and stuff yeah, seem to be the ones the having the graphic novels mm. um, so there might be something about the visual there that's that lends itself to it um, yeah I think it looks really interesting um, Moore has said uh, in the article that the most important thing for her was putting as much time into it um, as she could she didn't want it to feel like a hot take on on a, on a Doors album, but wanted the stories to feel like the songs do, to leave you feeling like you had a trip to 1969, which uh, really bodes well, I think. Yeah, and um, just looking at some of the some of the images from the page, it, it um, from the article um, taken from the comic, it looks really a really interesting way of matching the art to the to the band. Mm, fascinating. Mm. So, yeah, so that's one of the new things coming out this month. The book will be out when? Not that? long. I think Not it's long. pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, so, it, in fact, it is already um, out both in print and digitally, at least in America. I don't know if it's available in Australia, just looking at the, the info on the, on the article. 
Mm, great. Hmm. Um, another announcement that uh, that got me excited this month is um, you might remember one of these that I did last year um, back in August, I think it was. Um, they announced uh, Berserker, B-R-Z-R-K-R, um, a comic book um, by Keanu Reeves um, with Boom Studios was being put into production. It was a 12, 12 issue limited series. Um, and now I get to do the fanboy squeeing all over again <laughs> as with the news that um, the series is now going to be adapted into both a feature film and an anime series um, and starring Keanu Reeves, um, which is very exciting and I'm looking forward to that a lot. Yeah, it's funny. Um, how many issues have actually come out so far? Is it only, only the one? Only I th they might be up to two now. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been a while since I've had a chance to um to have a look at that with all the uh, changes to restrictions, mm. all the easing of restrictions in Melbourne and um, across the the library space. Um, what that means as far as opening hours and mask wearing and um, numbers limits and all of that and keeping abreast of that's taken up quite a bit of time just lately but um, yeah. yeah it's amazing that the that the that berserk has gotten so much traction so quickly despite not actually coming out well, i guess it's not that amazing yeah. everyone loves keanu yeah <laughs> um and this is apparently a project that he's had wanted to do for a while mm. um and this is when the stars have aligned for it so um there's there's that this is a passion project for keanu um element to it as well looks good yeah <laughs> um but another another big one that's that's happened this month that um that's really i really um enjoyed reading um which is weird because it's a government report that i enjoyed <laughs> reading um but oh i really enjoyed reading um Graphic storytellers at work, cross-industry opportunities for cartoonists, illustrators, and comics makers, um, which was uh, created by, the study was done by um, the uh, Australia Council for the Arts, and uh, it was released uh, a bit earlier this month, um, and researchers um, who are also all um, active within the Australian graphic storytelling community. Um, Dr. Pat Grant, uh, Mr. Gabriel Clark, Dr. Elizabeth McFarlane and Dr. Ronnie Scott um, across multiple universities um, in Melbourne and Sydney. Um, and some of there's some really interesting um, statistics that came out of it. Um, uh, for example, 41% um, of the people surveyed for the report um, said they, they saw an increasing demand for their skills recently, um, So, but not necessarily in traditional areas. Lots of corporate um, visualisation stuff um, that they're being used for, medical, um, health and medical stuff, um, using images to um, help both lay people and doctors and nurses themselves understand complicated medical ideas, all this sort of stuff. Uh, one of the ones that um, I thought was really interesting is uh, 
artists over 60 years are likely to be 85% of those are male, whereas eight in the 18 to 29 age bracket, 54% are female, while 19% are, um, identify as non-binary or transgender. So uh, definitely a shift in, in um, diversity there. Yeah, major shift. Yeah, which is really good. Mm. So, yeah, uh, if you're interested in the work that goes into it, I highly recommend you um, you check out the report. It's really good. I, I have seen a lot of articles recently popping up where using or graphic storytelling or graphic art uh, as teaching aids across the board seems to be a new way of sharing information. Well, not new, but a more popular way of sharing information yeah. lately. Yeah, newly mainstream. <laughs> yes, newly mainstream, exactly. Yeah. Um, Which is good. Good for the artists and good for the people learning as well. If it helps people um, absorb information better, anything that works is a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, one thing that I did come across this month, which I wasn't aware of and I think is just excellent, um, is Free Comic Book Day. Yes. So this is, it's in its 20th year, I think. Wow. Uh, is, is what I read somewhere. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a fair way off still. Yes, not um, until the 14th was, of August. Yeah, but the announcement came out, um, the announcement the, came out this month. Yeah, it looks um, really great. So um, yeah. for people who don't know, it's a single day when participating comic book specialty shops around the world give away comic books absolutely free to anyone who comes into their shops. That is so great. <laughs> mm. And they also, so yeah, so they announced the date and I think they also announced this, yeah, there's a full um, lineup of the free comic books yeah. that are coming out has been announced as well. So all Just of that will wonderful. be available to check. Um, usually that's as interesting as it is and as great as it is to have events that link in. Um, it can be a bit difficult for libraries to engage because um, they're, in, they're individual issues rather than trade paperbacks. That's right, um, yeah. But definitely if if it's something that you're interested in, definitely have a talk to your local comic book store about it yeah. uh, because they'll be involved and I'm sure they'd love to have library involvement with it. Exactly, and I'm sure libraries could use it as a good promotional tool as well for promoting definitely. their own collections yeah. and in conjunction with local stores in their area. Yeah. So. And the idea that at your library every day is free comic book day. Exactly. Because you them for free all the time. <laughs> Genius. So the really big news this month, though, as far Whoa. as, yeah, it's late breaking. Um, it happened earlier in the week uh, when we're recording, probably not when you're listening, but earlier in the week when we're recording is that um, Marvel has left Diamond um, for Penguin Random House as the distributor for their exclusive direct market distributor is the um is what it is so all the um all the comics that they create will now go through penguin random house and then out to um the stores and all of that um, now this doesn't mean they're ending their relationship entirely marvel's still going to have um other products so the collectibles and stuff like that um and Diamond will still be able to work with stores. They'll just have to um, have Penguin Random House as an intermediary. Um, but it's an interesting development, uh, especially seeing as last year 
DC ended its relationship with Diamond, which Diamond's had a pretty much a monopoly on on the market with um, not just those two, but also uh, Image and several others using them as their exclusive distributor over 25 years for, for most of these companies. So it's really interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that all develops um, and what it does to um, lead times and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Ordering comics. Mm. Um, but definitely a really big shakeup in the industry and one to keep our eyes on. Yeah. In lighter news, it's not news, actually, in lighter information, um, having a look through some of our new releases that are coming out this month, I've spotted one that just looks adorable in our children's and young adult categories uh, called Wallach the Great Journey. Wallach the Great Journey is the story of a uh, young Wallach who is a bear, a polar bear, um, old Eskimo, young Wallach and old Eskimo, two polar bears helping each other get by in the modern tundra. Um, but food is growing scarce in their world and the world is changing thanks to global warming. The images in this look so cute and a great way for kids to engage with climate change. I think this would be a really good one to add to your collection. No better way, I think, of learning about science in the world than through something fictional. Uh, it just makes it a little bit easier to absorb to young minds uh, and you're not shoving something educational down their throat. Yeah, yeah. so the, those stories as, as education can be really a really good thing for comics. It does mm. look really interesting. And um, just looks beautiful. <laughs> I love yeah, the imagery yeah. in it. It looks really pretty. Um, and one of the... Um, one of the comics that uh, really you know really focuses on the art because um, Anna Morales is uh, is um, listed first as the illustrator. Mm. Um, now I and then Emilio Ruiz um, listed after her. Um, I'm not sure if that means that um, he's written it, but um, yeah, for for the um, artist to be listed first is is um, really good and shows there's that focus on the art. Yeah, rather than on the writing itself. Mm. Mm. The ones that, um, new releases that really caught my eye um, this month. Um, The first is um, Great Gatsby um, by F. Scott Fitzgerald and adapted um, by K. Woodman Maynard, which is an adaptation of of the novel. uh, Woodman Maynard mentions that uh, the colourful language and, and descriptiveness of um, of The Great Gatsby really drew him to um, creating um, the adaptation. And it's something that that's that's a per, of personal interest to me because I'm very interested in adaptations. So I'm looking forward to to seeing how how some of these descriptions have translated onto the page. Because from what I've seen it's not particularly naturalistic. Um, it's taking the metaphor and and showing a lot of that showing the metaphor literally rather than okay. um so I'll be interested to see how that how that balances with the story. Yeah, so as opposed to just writing the 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 an adaptation of the book itself and just having images to go with it, they're actually mm. using it in a different way. Yeah, using using those descriptions um yeah. and the metaphorical descriptions to um to create it. So that looks really interesting. That is interesting. Um, I wonder if that will also make it easier for 
or maybe not easier, but uh, for people studying The Great Gatsby for school, etc., might help people to understand it better. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how how that does. Mm. Um, so that's a uh, that's that's my personal interest one. Uh, <laughs> my my more um, interested for my library to get is um, Noir, a collection of crime comics, which has been. I'm pretty sure it's it's a re-release um, of the 2009 anthology um, mm-hmm. featuring uh, creators such as uh, Jeff Lemire, Ed Brubaker, Paul Grist, Ken Lizzie, Gary Phillips, Fabio Moon, Gabriel Barr, and they've um, re-released this um, this crime comics anthology in a full comic size. So rather than being a smaller and the reason that's interesting for me for my library is there's a very big um, crime fiction readership. Um, so getting the crime graphic novels um, is is always something that uh, is worth doing for for our readership. Yeah, nice nice to um, offer the fans of of you know crime fiction and thriller um, maybe some variety too if they're willing to try something new and actually have a look at the graphic novels rather than just the normal adult fiction. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Um, one of the ones that is interesting to me, it's not in the new releases yet, but it's coming out later this year as part of our news, is um, a new series of Avatar comics are being made, um, chibi series, so for very young readers, which is really cool. Uh, a few months back we had a news article about, um, I can't quite recall who the publisher was, but uh, they were bringing out a series of early readers in graphic novel format for kids uh, later on this year as well, I think closer to August. Um, But this is really exciting too because Avatar is becoming just more and more popular since COVID, really. Everyone's been (laughs) watching Avatar on Netflix. And it's nice that something is coming out for kids who are interested in it but who might not yet be old enough to read the bigger books. Um, And I just love seeing an option for very young readers to have their early literacy combined with graphic novels. I mean, it's just, it's nice to cover all bases and to let kids have that variety. We can't force them to read one particular type of book. So it looks really good. It's coming out in July 2021. And the first book is titled Aang's Unfreezing Day, which is about uh, when Aang is first thought out in Airbender. He doesn't remember his birthday and his friends want to create that for him by celebrating Aang's Unfreezing Day. So hopefully that'll be really nice for young readers in libraries. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It'll be, um, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm <laughs> nothing, I'm, I'm definitely not a young reader anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it'll be an interesting comic and it's always good to see, as you said, the um, some of the beloved series being um, rethought for different audiences. Yeah, I think great for, for older people who might have young kids and they want to share that with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's nice. That's probably enough news for this month. I think so. But, of course, because it's been a while since we've done these, I realised that we uh, didn't introduce ourselves properly at the start and say, you know, kind of what our credentials are for, <laughs> for having these these um, thoughts and comments on it. So, um uh, as I said, I'm James. I'm the uh, cataloging librarian at the Melbourne Athenaeum Library, and I'm the secretary of 
um, Alia Graphic. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at AustralianJB. Um, and I've been a comics reader for ages. Yeah. Uh, I'm Melody. Uh, I work at Success Library in Western Australia, part of Coburn Libraries. I am a library officer uh, and also starting next week, a library technician. Um, I am a part of Alia Graphic as content coordinator, so I write the blogs for you, um, put the pretty pictures with them and help contribute. Um, I read a lot of comics when I was young, but I did graduate to uh, regular fiction novels as I got older. Um, I still love graphic novels as a concept and I love them as canon for things. I, I love the passion that goes around them. However, I do struggle to read them physically because I find them just hard to read because of my eyes, uh, which is a shame because I still think they're amazing. Uh, that's my credentials. <laughs> well, and you can um, see more about this on, on our Alia page if you want. You can view all of our blogs on aliagraphic.blogspot.com. We've got our um, other podcasts, our Creator Chat podcasts, um, and please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for listening to Alia Graphic Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Aliagraphic, email us at aliagraphicinfo at gmail.com and check our blog aliagraphic.blogspot.com for updates, monthly roundups of news and new release titles.